boxed, ready for Saturday morning's Greyhound Racing Wrap. Across Victoria, RSN 927 is talking greyhounds. Here's Simone Fisher. Good morning to you on this Saturday, the 27th of July. Well, Group 1 Racing Action heads to the Meadows tonight for the final of the maturity. So I'll be chatting to trainers Gary Coucher and Harry Manalitsis to see what chances they give their chases. What's making news around the kennels? Well, tonight we see the final of the Maturity Classic, an age-restricted race for both male and female chasers with a $100,000 winner's cheque. It will be a hard race to win. New South Wales chaser Feral Frankie will jump from box one and series favourite Seneki from box eight. Both chasers are in exceptional form, but the other six dogs are all worthy of starting in the final. I'll have more shortly. Also on the program tonight is the final of the fireball for the stayers. Tornado Tears will be attempting to make it back-to-back fireballs but has drawn the pink, much to the disappointment of trainer Robert Britton. By his own admission in an interview with me this week, Rob doesn't think he is going as well at the moment as he was last year, which could possibly be due to him hitting the running rail a couple of times recently and losing confidence and also the fact that he is 12 months older. So Robert is hoping that he can get into a good position early. Greyhounds Australasia CEO Scott Parker has announced his resignation. Scott joined GA in 2014 during some challenging times and has helped the industry achieve many initiatives and to develop a strategic plan. He leaves with GA in a strong financial position and a very strong ethos in welfare and integrity. So all the best to Scott in the future. With the Code of Practice set to be introduced in January 2020, clubs are holding seminars for participants over the next couple of months. Participants are required to implement an establishment health and management plan which has 28 protocols, including preparing a dog for racing rehoming, dental management, infectious disease outbreaks, emergency euthanasia, risk management, etc., etc. There is a 42-page document that will probably be overwhelming to some participants, and I admit that there is a lot to process. There is going to be a lot more paperwork involved with training greyhounds and it will take quite some time to get used to. However, we all do have a role to play in ensuring we have a sustainable future. All the information is on the GRV website. The Meadows are hosting an adoption day on Sunday the 11th of August from 1 till 3. Registrations are essential and like always, anyone can come along and see if a greyhound is the right pet for them. More info can be found on the website also. And the National Sprint and Distance Finals will take place in Cannington this year. Heats in Victoria commence next Saturday at the Meadows. The Australia-wide State Finals will be held on Thursday the 8th of August. Tonight is Maturity Classic Night, so let's take a listen to a former champion. Racing and Fernando Bale, the favourite away, brilliantly straight to the lead, certainly down. Secrets fell up to second. They were followed around the outside by Hoganaut, but going to the back straight. And Fernando Bale went down the back about six or eight, clear over Secrets Bell. They were followed by Hoganaut. Next to the outside, then came Dinah Double One. It's running on, followed for the back by Emrys. Out near the tail came Margins, followed by Black Illusion and Ivy Barber turning for home. And this canine superstar, Fernando Bale, going great guns. Away he goes and wins the maturity by five or six down to double one. Margins has run third. They were followed by Secret Spell and then came Emrys. Followed further back by Ivy Bale, Hoganaut, Black Illusion. And the time for the race is 29.52. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher.
And the old cliche that a week is a long time in racing is a no truer words this week for Gary Coucher, who had Ruby Girl engaged in the maturity final tonight. And Gary, unfortunately, you don't have much control over Mother Nature, do you? No, no, we've had to scratch a dog. Um, she's come on season a couple of days after that race and I just waited waited a few days just to see if it was just the, my, my eyes were playing up on me or not, but yeah, unfortunately she's come on season so I've had to scratch her. Uh, it must be um, so disappointing. I mean, it's a phenomenal run from her last week. Um, she just got around that first turn so well and won at 25 to 1, surprised everyone, but... Um, these things happen in racing, don't they? Yeah, that's the ups and downs of racing, and you know I'm very happy to get as far as I did, and, and actually very happy to get a run in that race. So, um, yeah. yeah so. Uh, look, Gary, I'm, I'm sure this is not the last that we are going to see of Ruby Girl. She has run a 29:46 at Sandown before, so she obviously has quite a bit of ability. Yeah, no, no, I'll um, I'll give her a spell, and I'll probably give her the three months out, and and bring her back, and. Uh, the laurels are uh, later on this year. I think she might be back in the form for that. It's sand down. Um, it's my aim for that sort of thing, and just get it going again and press on. Yeah, there's not a lot you can do, unfortunately, is there? You've just got to take that, make that decision. Do you um, seek vet's advice and you know try and hold her off that season, or if she's you know well and truly started into it, do you yeah just let it run its course naturally? Of course, there's a few different options you can take, but. Um, it might sound like a good plan because she's only just turned two, so she's only young. Yeah, yeah. And look, I really like to look after the bitch. Like she, her breeding possibilities are going to be, you know, pretty good. So, um, yeah, just look after her, what it is it is, you know. So, uh, When you sort of discovered earlier in the week that uh, thinking, oh, I think she might have come on, what what did you sort of think? You just thought, oh, I'll just hold out here and see what transpires? Yeah, I, I, you know, I... I Exactly what you just said. I just thought I'd hang on for a few days and just see if it was just, you know, a couple of spots of blood and that was it. Because after the run, they can get a bit wound up and um, have a bit of blood in their urine after a good heavy run. So I wasn't sure and asked a bit of advice. And we just rolled for a few days and just, unfortunately, yeah, she's she's on. She's, yeah, she's going. So. Well and truly on. <laughs> Oh, I'm not laughing about it because um, I think it's funny, but it's just one of those situations, the irony of um, having animals and dogs and a big race. And you've only been training a couple of years, haven't you, Gary? Yeah, yeah, only a couple of years. So um, it's great to get this far, you know. So I sort of real thought you might have been coming on because a, a brother, a little brother, he, he's, they're pretty good mates and he was carrying on a bit <laughs> a bloody idiot. And I was, oh. And I raced him on Wednesday at the Meadows and he ran a shock. I got clipped on the corner, ran a shock and race. And I said, hey, he's, he's not in the right place here today. And bugging me dead. And the next day, she's on. So. Right. Well, she was installed at about a, a 40 to 1 chance heading into the final. So, hypothetically, how were you feeling about heading into the final, Gary? Were you fairly confident? Were you just enjoying the ride knowing that it was going to be her hardest task? Well... She was a $25 shot last week, and I didn't think she had a hope. So a $40 shot, I'm just happy to be there. And if she got around safe, happy days. I was just enjoying the ride, you know, and it's been an amazing week. Mm. Talking to people and uh, different interviews and, you know, all the good wishes and social media, it's been over the top, actually. It's blown me out of the water a bit. So. 
Yeah, it's um, quite exciting given that you haven't been doing this for very long. So whatever you're doing, you must be doing something right because to get a greyhound into a Group 1 final or even to get it through the heat series is not an easy task as uh, many people know it's sometimes hard to win a maiden. So yeah. um, what you've been doing has obviously been a good recipe for success. I, I, I live in the country and they they live in the bush sort of thing and they're very happy dogs, you know, they, and I just look after them like uh, just... Family, family, so yeah. And how did you get involved with greyhounds, Gary? If it's only just a couple of years ago. Oh, I've had dogs for about half a dozen years, and I just worked with a fellow that had trotters and I liked them. And uh, but I used to breed dogs many years ago, um, show dogs for about eighteen years. So I was a dog person. I'm I'm, I'm an animal person, full stop. You know, so mm. I said, oh, I'll get get a dog and. I have a go. My brother-in-law knew a bloke, and he had some pups for sale, and we bought two, and uh, I read them myself, and that was the mother of this dog, and, and she won a couple in town for other trainers. and um, But so I just thought, oh, it's not that bloody hard. I'll have a go myself, and here we are. And two years later, we run around the group race. So. Yeah. So what uh, what dogs did you have when you were breeding dogs for showing? Uh, bred bull terriers. Right. So is there a big difference in the breed with greyhounds and bull terriers? Two different sort of dogs altogether. Yeah. Right. Yeah, but uh, any dog would give you the love if you give them the love back, you know. So if you look after them, they'll just look after you, you know. It doesn't matter if it's a bull terrier or a poodle or greyhound. I don't think anyway. So we've got three dogs that live inside a greyhound, an American bulldog and a sausage dog. Right, right. And how many greyhounds have you got in work? Just a couple. I've just got a couple. One retired and I've got five pups out of the same bitch. Um, they're about nine months old. So. Right. So the bitch we're talking about here, the mother, is go-go yeah. treatment. So, yeah. gee, you've, um, you've had a, a very interesting and colourful career in only a short space of time, haven't you? You've bred and reared and trained your own greyhounds and got one through to a group final. Um, yeah, it's yeah. been a, a great couple of years for you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, look, I used to send me dogs. I had some, uh, a couple of other litters. People give me some dogs. and uh, I sent them to the breakers and the breakers would say to me, oh, look, bring them. you can take them home after a week. They'll be right, you know. So I thought it can't be that hard. So I broke these dogs myself and, um, and pre-trained them, trained them, did everything, you know, whelped them down, did the whole lot. So. Right. Well, like you mentioned, um, I think. Well, I think she's got a bright future ahead of her, and she's only just turned two. So, a, a couple of months off—you never know. It may um, even help her just having that time downtime, and um, you know, yeah, come back fresh again. And you've got, like you mentioned, the laurels, and you've got the Australian Cup early next year. You know, she goes well at the Meadows, so yeah. I suppose it's not the end of the world. But it's just so disappointing. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm a little bit disappointed, but uh, not really. Uh, you know, you get this far. It's not the money that I, I race money for the, the good of the dog, you know, just for the thrill of being there. Mm. So the money's good for sure, but um, it helps. Well, it definitely helps, but you know, I'm just thrilled to get this far, you know. So yeah. It- um, well, I, I think it's a great attitude to have, Gary, and um, in moments like these, you have to try and be optimistic, don't you? Otherwise, um, you wouldn't get out of bed in the morning, and you'd be, yeah, you'd be very, very um, crushed. But yeah, I think your attitude. It is great. Just let's let's roll with the punches. Yeah, I've got a pretty strong will. I've had a few ups and downs in my life, and I've realised you just put your left foot in front of your right and take the next day as it comes, and you know it all comes good for you. So 
Yeah. Well, all the very best of luck um, with Ruby Girl and we'll be looking out for her when she's come off her season and she's right to go towards the end of the year. Okay, thank you very much, Simone. Thanks for your time, Gary. Okay, bye. RSN 927's Talking Greyhounds with Simone Fisher. And joining me now is trainer Harry Manalitsis who has Get It Gizmo in the maturity final. Good morning, Harry. Uh, good morning, Simone. Oh, you've come up with box two with Get It Gizmo. Are you happy where you draw near the rails? Yeah, nice draw, Simone. Um, yeah, I'm pretty happy with drawing inside at, at the Meadows. Yeah, quite a good draw, thanks. He um, raced terrifically last week in a heat. Um, he's only had eight career starts for five wins, two placings now, and it was his first start at the Meadows, 29.92. You couldn't have asked for much more than that on his debut. Yeah, no, it was a real good run. I was um, quite impressed with the way he went about his business, and it was quite good. He won like a real professional. It was like he, he'd been there a hundred times before. He knew exactly what to do. Has he always been such a smart pup? A lot of ability, Simone. Um, a lot of ability. Um, um, yeah, he seems to do everything pretty good. Um, yeah, he, he is smart. He hasn't got many bad traits at all, actually. He, um, he's pretty much bulletproof at this stage, and he's getting better with racing. Well, you would expect that too, wouldn't you? He's only just turned two years of age, and um, you know hasn't even hit his prime yet. And he just—I was just so impressed with his run. He just really looked to know what was going on. Yeah, he came out quite good. Ran a nice straight line, uh, went around the, the first corner pretty safely, and it got a bit scary at the back there when he tried to get inside uh, Jamie and Brooke Innes' dog. Um, I don't think there's much room on that top corner there. That third corner and um, a lot of dogs who like, um, can obviously at times ease off the heels of the leader and no, he did a good job to go inside that dog and a uh, bit of pressure from the Sydney dog um, out wide. Um, boxed on real good to the line, hit the line very solidly. It was a very nice run. He sure did. Um, he's run some good times um, at, uh, I've just got my form guide in front of me here, a 25.61 at Warrigal for a pup. I mean, that's a, a terrific run as well. He's had a good couple of runs at Cranbourne. Um had he been around the meadows before the the heat, Harry? I'm assuming you trialled him. Um, had he been around there? And what did he? What sort of time did he indicate to you he could run? Yeah, he had um, one trial on the Wednesday uh, week before the Saturday heat. Um, he had his first look there, and he, he had a whole 500, and he went he went 29.74 his first look. Um, wow. <laughs> Ran home in 11.98, so it was a pretty good run, first look at the Meadows, pretty tricky track and all, and he handled it real nice. Oh, gee, you must have been, when you looked at the clock, did you have to look twice, or, or were you expecting him to run something like that? He's a good pup, Simone. Um, wherever I've taken him, he's run really quick time, so, but the Meadows is, is, is the sort of track that can undo a lot of dogs, you know, Yeah. <laughs> and you don't know what to expect sometimes at the Meadows, you can either handle it or you don't. Well, you need a few runs or more, um, but no, he just took it. He took it pretty good. He very no handled it lovely, actually. He sure did. Um, getting back to back to box draws, so he's been starting from off the track in most of his starts to date. His whole eight starts. Um, I think he's drawn box three once. So this is the closest that he's got to the fence. Are you concerned at all about Jabrina on your outside with his high speed? You've got Feral Frankie on your inside, who is a slow beginner. Um, are you concerned about what's drawn around you, or are you just think? he might get a good run into the race from there. Uh, yeah, look, the draw, drawing nice and close to the fence is a positive. When I first found out he drew close, I was happy. Then I actually looked at the field and I thought, okay. Um, Jabrina, as we all know, is a pretty much a bulletproof beginner. Uh, runs close to five seconds or below. 
um, pretty much consistently every time, everywhere. So he'll be big chance he'll be finding the front nice and early. Mm. Feral Frankie, uh, as we all know, a, a chasing machine, um, just as honest as they come and doesn't stop chasing. He's drawn the red, and look, the red might help him come out a tad better. Yes. Um, yeah, the two's a nice draw. He's got to use it, and he's got to get to that corner. He's got to get that corner and, and hold his ground, um, and, and, and hopefully hold his ground and get around that corner, and, yeah, that'd be nice. Being a young puppy, I'm hoping he can do that, but I'm not sure if he's going to be able to. So, uh, yeah, there's a, experience. Yeah, and a couple of um, more seasoned chasers, like we mentioned, Feral Frankie, he's had 27 starts, Jabrina 29, Seneki 21, and your your guys had eight. So he certainly, it, it is his hardest task to date, but um, he gave every indication in his heat run that he was certainly up to this class. And Harry, I think the exciting thing with Get It Gizmo is that, um, like we mentioned, he's only just turned two. Another few months down the track, you've got the Melbourne Cup series, and I think he might be an exciting chaser for that series too. Yeah, no, there's a lot of nice races coming ahead for the, uh, for all the young dogs coming up through the series. Um, looking forward to all that, Simone. Obviously, yeah, it's got to stay. Um, you just got to stay uh, healthy and sound, obviously. And there's a lot of nice races here in Victoria and in the state uh, with promising pups, so it's good, very and- good. And I don't want to scare anyone off, or maybe it might be a good thing, Harry, but Get It Gizmo is eligible for the 2020 Silver Chief in January. So he will have had plenty of starts under his belt by then. So if you can keep him sound and up to it by then, gee, he might be a hard um, or be a good dog through that series as well, early January. Yeah, well, that's right. He'll be one of the older puppies going through that series. So it all works out at the end, I suppose. Some series you're in there young and some series you... You're a bit older, so that's, that's, that's all good, the way it all works out. And how's your week been, Harry, or how's Get It Gizmo's week been? Has it um, played out perfectly? you happy with everything the way it's gone? Yeah, look, his week's the same as every week. Um, he's, it's been good. He's pulled up very good from the Meadows last Saturday night, so that was the first tick. Um, and progressed through the week, worked him a couple of times as we do. Um, and I'm pretty happy with him. He's, he's, pretty, he's pretty good. Yeah, well, look, all the very best in the final, Harry. We will be looking out for Get It Gizmo. There's some very handy chases, and, of course, we've got the the cold hero in the field, but I think Get It Gizmo really deserves his place in the final. All the best of luck. Thanks, Simone. That's great. Thanks very much for that. It's the expert pick, Simone's Run of the Week. Racing and Feral Frankie a little bit slow to begin and check for the start and away fast there would be Yindy Girl Turbo out in the centre as they go into the first turn and Feral Frankie's wide near the top it's starting to wind up quickly and he burst into second spot down the back they go and Brother Cousin leader four lengths in front Feral Frankie a minute behind them then came Black Signature followed then by Saint Destructor Yindy Girl Turbo followed by Fernando's ride and then Lectris Ever Spearhead coming up to the turn it's Brother Cousin leader coming out of there as Feral Frankie on the outside who moved up took the lead Feral Frankie's home Brother Cousin second a gap in the race to Blake Signature then Saint Destructor followed there were some very good runs throughout the week but Feral Frankie again that last to first victory at the Meadows at his first race start I thought he did deserve run of the week
Last week's dog to follow was Roper River Jake. He's in tonight at the Meadows, race two, number four. It will be his third career start and his first at the Meadows. He did run a 29.40 at Sandown, so do watch the clock tonight. My dog to follow this week is Waging War, who won at Sandown last week at only his ninth start in 29.39, best of the night after leading all the way. He's engaged tomorrow at Sandown again, race six, number six. My best bet is race five, number one tonight at the Meadows, Sweet as M. She's drawn well. She's a good beginner generally and can go up a gear mid-race. She's been very consistent and recorded a new P over this trip of 29.71 here in late June and is very strong. So she is my best bet tonight. And coming up, of course, the maturity final tonight, the National State Heats next Saturday night. Gap Adoption Day in mid-August, as well as the National Straight Track Challenge at Healesville and, of course, some excellent racing throughout the week as well. Don't forget, the Maturity Classic final is at the Meadows tonight. Get along for free entry, show bags for the kids and all the Christmas in July entertainment. See themeadows.org.au and until next week, you keep those tails wagging.